Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. All right. All right. Oh, my God. I didn't know. Why didn't you tell me my hair was looking? <laughs> I didn't know your hair was. I didn't. Oh. I honestly didn't look at your hair. Oh, my oh, hair it is, is looking, looking rough. It is. Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder where uh, I have bad hair. <laughs> uh, that's Tyler who has bad hair. And uh, I'm Megan, and he's not gonna. You're not gonna be able to fix it. It's yeah. Just it is what it is. You guys are. This is my Sunday lazy day. <laughs> lazy day look is what it is. Uh, yeah, we're whiskey and wonder, as Megan said. Uh, where we wonder and we drink whiskey. So pretty, pretty darn close. Yeah. Yep. And uh, today we got a real treat for the whiskey. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, I'm gonna jump right into the announcements though. Um. So I guess the first place to start would be uh, in regard to Memorial Day weekend. Correct. Uh, or yep, the yep. I'm so, that following Thursday, which would be the 2nd Second. of June um, for most people. Uh, that's usually our, our episodes drop on Thursday, so that's why I'm addressing it that way. But we won't be here that weekend We'll both be out of town, and therefore no episode will be recorded that week. Um, if you want to hear us, go back and listen to one of our early episodes where we were terrible. Yeah. Or one of the one of your favorite ones, or a whiskey like or something, you know? Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll definitely take an extra listen if you feel like giving it to us. Um, we would appreciate That week, yeah. A listening... And, uh, you know, you you guys have heard us say it, listening, reviewing, liking, subscribing, all that stuff. Sharing. You guys help us so much. Yep. You do all the amazing things and we cannot thank you enough. Yep. That all helps. It helps us grow, helps us keep this going. So, um, speaking of listens. Oh no, I don't want to talk about it. I started getting texts the other day with, <laughs> uh, Links to dresses. And, you know, <laughs> this might sound a little weird considering I'm a guy. I'm not a cross-dresser or anything like that. So Megan was texting me these very gothic <laughs> pink dresses. Um, I was trying so hard. They're pink. Yeah, uh, yeah no, well, not what I had in mind. So if you don't know, uh, and we haven't, we haven't talked about it uh, too much recently, um, but once we, we, once we hit certain milestones, we each do something embarrassing or awful. Yeah. Like I shaved my beard when we hit a certain, uh, milestone and had just a mustache and it looked terrible for several weeks. Uh, and I had to do, go about my daily life like that. So, you know, I'm putting Megan through something just as awful, um, and originally, my thought was to have her shave her head. Which I would do, no problem. Like, I, all right. And then as soon as the thought came, I knew that. And I was like, that's not punishment for her. Yeah, no. Not at all. I uh, could do that easy. So, I decided that she has to wear a uh, pink dress of my choosing, basically. Um, and by pink dress, I mean hot pink, solid no black, no fishnets, no <laughs> gothing it up, no combat boots, nothing. She's got to no wear high boots. heels. Oh, my God. No crazy makeup, nothing. She has to be bubblegum Barbie dress and oh. heels <laughs> with nothing else. 
no gothing it, and we just hit our milestone. So she started sending me dresses, and I was like, nope. Uh, and apparently a, a listener sent you a lot of dresses. You yes. forwarded that email to me, and there were several uh, several on there that I they piqued my interest. So I I also have substituted... <laughs> I found this hot pink pantsuit. I will not wear that pantsuit. I'm going like, to find a dress. With like, uh, it, Mid- it exposed midriff, the bare midriff, but, but like, it had like a tube top kind of it thing. It was, and a no, jacket, I'm not wearing And that. it was, oh man. But anyway, so, so we're in the process of looking for uh, a dress or an outfit that's embarrassing for Megan. And we're going to go out to dinner uh, and, you know, record it. Via photos, so that and they'll get, go on social so it's media, permanent, and yeah. I'll never live it down. Once it goes on the internet, it's on it's the internet forever. forever. So my beard's on the internet, or my mustache is on the internet. So anyway, that is happening. Uh, we'll give you once we figure that out. We'll give you more details. Um, we we got to figure out where we're going to because mm-hmm. uh, originally we were going to go to this place downtown that's super expensive and blah 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 but i don't think that i don't think that's in the budget (laughs) (laughs) so we'll figure something out figure it out we'll uh yep um we'll find something to do yeah we'll parade you around the mall or something no (laughs) god (laughs) we'll walk you into hot topic like that (laughs) (laughs) uh anyway um if you want to support us you can do so a, a billion jillion ways you can like us uh, subscribe to us on youtube any of our social medias which are all going to be in the show notes and the description or on the screen if you're on youtube share us with your friends share us yeah. on social media write us reviews you can head to whiskeywonder.com check out the store we have there we've got uh, whiskey tumblers with our logo etched on them drink your Favorite whiskey out of your favorite whiskey and wondering podcast glass. Uh, I started to say whiskey podcast, but we're more, we're so much more than that. We are. Um, so we do have the glasses. We'll get those shipped out to you. Uh, and then if you wanted to also want to support us, you can do so through Patreon. Um, that's whiskeyandwonder.com slash I'm sorry, that's patreon.com slash whiskey and wonder. That damn dyslexia is kicking my ass. Listexia. Yep. Um, so again, that's patreon.com slash whiskey and wonder where we have a couple different tiers. Um, and right now I think we've got a $2 tier so you can vote on what goes in our infinity bottles and also our $5 tier, which gets you early access to the episodes as well as, um, access to our whiskey Wednesdays, whiskey Wednesdays events. Golly, I cannot Whoa. talk today. Mushmouth. I need some water. I'm glad it is my episode today. Uh, Whiskey Wednesdays are going to be coming up. Um, we're still kind of hashing out the details and stuff about them, but yep. uh, stay tuned. And yep, that'll we'll be like you know. a hangout yeah. where you're hanging out with one or both or none of us. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how that works. Um, but yeah, so you can you can subscribe to either one of those tiers at, at uh, patreon.com. So. Uh, I feel like I hit most of the main social media stuff during that, so I'm not going to say any more uh, other than just check us out on YouTube. And if you want to get a hold of us for our um, mail time segment, you can reach us at contact at whiskeyandwonder.com or there's a comment section or a contact us section or whatever it is on our website. So 
do all that stuff. And, you know, we kind of touched on it earlier, but to everybody that does support us, you know, we couldn't do it without you. Um, yes. Thank you so much. All of our patrons, our, our Patreons, our donators, our um, supporters, supporters, period, listeners, thank you. Thank likers. Thank you so much. Yep. Subscribers, all you guys make a difference. Even even just telling your friends makes a huge difference. Um, yeah, it does. And that, that helps us do stupid stuff like, you know, put Megan in a pink dress and, <laughs> you know, we got to buy the dress and we got to buy the... I had to pay the barber to shave my beard, you know, like, I guess I didn't have to pay the barber, but he did a heck of a better job than I could have. I mean, I think (laughs) if you wouldn't have paid the barber, he would have been very upset. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm saying I could have. You could have shaved it yourself. But if you check out the video, we put that video on our YouTube page and he like made some funny designs in my beard (laughs) and stuff like that. So that video is there. Um, You can listen, listen to me and him have a conversation that I didn't realize was being recorded. So (laughs) I have no idea what I said in that conversation. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, uh, on that note, let's, we're going to jump into it. The open segment. All right. So, um, Last week, I feel like I talked a lot for the open segment, and I didn't even talk about what one of the things is that I wanted to uh, talk about, which is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You definitely talked about that. Did I really? Yeah, because I think I peed you off when I was like, nah. Oh, shit. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my memory is great. (laughs) Tyler, how was your week? Well, I'll start with today. Today, it was, like I said earlier, it's been a lazy day. Um, I, uh, for whatever reason, have had a headache the last three Sundays in a row. And it's really getting to the point where I dread Sundays now because I feel like that's just the freaking normal. Um, I think it's got to do with my sleep schedule being jacked up from working Friday nights. But anyway... So it's been a lazy day. I woke up this morning. I've been having some issues with um, the lawnmower in the backyard. I've I've been singing its praises on here for a few weeks now, and I had my first serious issue with it. It wasn't working at all. It kept saying broken line, broken line. I was like, how the hell is the line broken? I've I like hammered it down into the ground with these little stakes. There's no way it's broken. And sure enough, I walk out there. One of the first things I did this morning, I traced it, and there it was. Cut broken right, line. Cut right in half. How in the hell did that happen? Fuck if I know. Okay. Um, it Honestly, it looked like there was a rock underneath it mm-hmm. that somehow is either pulled up or came up or came out and knocked the line up in the air, and maybe the mower cut it. Um, but I was able to... Uh, Splice it back together and and everything's working fine. But uh, I did that at a solid nine o'clock in the morning and was drenched in sweat in five minutes. So I think it's safe to say that the summertime humidity is back um, and I hate it. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not trying not to make this the complaining hour. (laughs) Um, So so because I'm doing that, let's say some good things that happen. Um, Started, I'm not going to say I started, but I've been reading a very good book uh, for the last week or two. It's been pretty interesting. Um, 
other than that, I've it's just been a normal week. Work went pretty smooth. Um, I hung out, played trivia. We placed in trivia this week. Nice. Where'd you place? Third. Nice. We we usually in the top five going into the final round. Trivia I do does like a final Jeopardy mm-hmm. where you can wager bait, however much. Bait. Bet all of your points or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you can bait them away. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually really hilarious, and you'll understand why later in trivia with Tyler. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Stuff uh, that I didn't plan, but apparently worked out perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it was just a good week. I ended up going to my fantasy football, uh, my fantasy league. It's a long-term dynasty league, and we have like an off-season meeting. And that was Saturday night, which was it was scheduled for like right about my bedtime, <laughs> about 9.30. <laughs> uh, well, actually, we were told to get there between 8.30 and 9, and we'd start at 9.30. And uh, lo and behold, if the... Uh, Host didn't show up until 9.30. So, Oof. yeah, he's always late. It's Puerto Rican time. Um, but, yeah, no, that was uh, that was a fun fun meeting with those guys. Looking forward to several more years, if not many, you know, several like more years, decades. if not decades of fantasy football with them. So cool. this is the only league that I participate in anymore. So, anyway, that's been my week in a nutshell. All right. Anything else come up for yours? Um, I have joined slash started the world's smallest book club. Does um, it contain one person? It it contains me and my friend Cheyenne uh, and friend Bella, who's been on the podcast before during our Iditarod episode. And that is the only people in our book club. Um. But we, the three of us have all like started to read the same books. We're reading uh, like mystery, thriller, suspenses. Uh, We're on a huge Minka Kent, uh, like binge all of the books she's ever written type of mood. Um, And we've read two of her books so far. Um, The first book, uh, oh my goodness, I can't remember its name. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, the first book called Unmissing that we read by her had a fantastic twist that I did not see coming, and those are the true best twists. If they make sense and I can't predict it, that is just chef kiss. Mwah. Megan's expression was... <gasps> um. I just finished the second book of Minka Kent's that we are listening to called The Watcher Girl. And I knew everything, guessed everything, was not surprised. So we're like now starting the third book um, and it could go now either way. Either this is going to be a great author that keeps surprising me or she just had one good book and it's going to go downhill. from Yeah, you're batting 500 right now. Yep. Yep, so we'll see um, how that goes. But that's my interesting book that I've been reading, um, plus a couple of nonfiction books that I sadly cannot talk about on the podcast because they are uh, for the podcast eventually. So, Yep. Um, uh, I frankly mentioned the book, and that that's the book I'm reading as well. So stay tuned. Yeah. Um. I had something else I want to talk about last week. I completely forgot to. 
but I'm forgetting what it was now too. So baseball. I mean, not nothing's really happened with baseball. No. So I I so I can't get the Braves. What do you mean you can't get the Braves? I have YouTube TV, and they stopped caring when Bally Sports wins Fox Sports and all split off all its regional channels, like like the Fox Sports Southeast and Fox Sports South, and they split those off, and they became Bally Sports. Bally Sports did not negotiate a contract with YouTube TV, so the only way, the matter of fact, the only services they negotiated contracts with were cable or satellite companies so you have to have cable or satellite in order to get them in some sort of package so and because we live we live four hours away from atlanta but they're one of the closest teams major league baseball's archaic blackout policy extends here so that even if i purchase mlb tv i can't watch the games live so i have two choices in that is basically raise the old Jolly Roger. And I, I put, think it's time to hoist the Jolly Roger, friend. And I 100% would, but there are other things that I'd rather... I don't get much TV time throughout the week, and there are other things I would rather watch. So I, I found I was able to get... I, I've recently got Peacock. I'm watching Yellowstone. And... I was able to get a Braves game on today and I put it on and it was the top of the ninth inning. I watched the last couple outs and I said, I'd rather watch Yellowstone right now. Yeah. Part of that stems from, I just don't want to give them that view. Like if you're going to make it that hard for somebody to legally watch your sport and you're going to question why it's dying I mean, yeah. before your eyes, it you're grabbing at money. Mm-hmm. You don't care about the fans. So yep. you know what? shove it but yep yeah yeah. my uh my spare time has been been devoted to yellowstone which similar to you i'm i'm about 50 50 on whether i guess what's happening or not and that's kind of disappointing i feel like they're telegraphing a lot of what's going to happen in Mm, that show so i hate that yeah me too but it is what it is it's still a fun show to watch yeah but all right let's move it on we're sitting about 20 minutes now, so unless you have anything else, we'll... No, I am uh, good to dive into this whiskey. All right. Opening the bottle. All right, guys, we are about to do another Canadian whiskey, which is very, very rare because we've done like one or two before. Yeah, and I think I mentioned last week that we've done bourbons... A lot. We've done several in a row, and um, we were. I had a couple things in the cabinet that weren't bourbon, so we're gonna try to do those. So, yes. Um. So we are drinking Crown Royal. Um, Crown Royal. We have had on this podcast before. However, we had it during a Fourth of July special where Tyler and I drank. Several of like the common like whiskeys that you kind of think of, like Jack Daniels, Jim Bean. Um, yeah, we drank a lot of the common cheap stuff. We drank Jack Daniels, Jim Bean, Maker's Mark, um, Crown Evan Royal. Williams, and Crown Royal, and we ranked them against one another. So we did 
If I remember correctly, we both ranked Crown as the highest of the five. And I believe one of us ranked Jim Beam and one of us ranked Evan Williams as the worst. I honestly cannot remember. That was a long time ago and I got drunk. That was last 4th of July. So if you guys want to hear that, that is our 4th of July special. Yeah. Um, So because we were drunk and we were drinking a lot of whiskey, we didn't actually sit down and try Crown Royal and actually enjoy it. So uh, we're going to give it a shot today. So the history of Crown Royal. In 1939, King George VI and Queen Elizabeth made history when they became the first reigning monarchs to visit Canada, arriving by boat and traveling the vast North American distance by train. Upon hearing the historic news, a Canadian spirits entrepreneur set out to craft a whiskey suited for the royal couple, an exceptionally generous gift fit for royalty. With perfection on his mind, he meticulously trialed more than 600 blends before outfitting the final product in a cut glass decanter and regal purple bag with gold stitching. The whiskey he presented to the king and queen was an exquisitely smooth blend of roughly 50 whiskeys, which became known fittingly as Crown Royal. The train carrying the monarchs was stocked with 10 cases of the royal blend, and rumors of the unrivaled whiskey whiskey fit for a king quickly spread. Crown Royal was released in the United States in the 1960s and has since become the top-selling Canadian whiskey, probably because there's only like two of them. To this day, every drop of Crown Royal is crafted to meet the same uncompromising standards, making it, to many disturbing palates, the finest whiskey of all. I, I gotta say, I feel like if you went to Canada, there's probably more Canadian whiskeys than what we're what we have access to here. <laughs> Do you live in Canada? <laughs> Could you please send us some more Canadian whiskeys? Um, I've been smelling on this, and so I gotta I gotta tell you guys before I get into smelling this whiskey. Right before we went on air, Megan and I had a conversation about, I asked her if she was wearing a perfume or, or a lotion or something because it was very noticeable scent to me. Um, and she said, what was it? A hand sanitizer? It's a hand sanitizer. Yeah. yeah. She, a hand sanitizer. And I couldn't quite place what it smelled like. And then it hit me. It smelled like my mom's hair dryer from when I was a kid. And, and Megan's like, you know, it does smell like this 90s, Moose. Yeah, uh, and so all I could smell when I was smelling this was <laughs> was Megan's hand sanitizer. Well, that's not good. Uh I get I mean it's like I get grain and hand san your hand sanitizer slash moose. Well shoot, now I know I need to not put on hand sanitizer if I'm anywhere near uh to time to do the podcast. Uh, no, it's fine. It's just I don't know why it's just that smell is so, you know, smells take you back sometimes yeah. and it's, it's hanging with me right now. Oh, wow. Um, I am apparently like, uh, conditioned to not like continuously smell the hand sanitizer anymore. Uh, cause I don't smell it. That's definitely called nose blind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely nose, nose blind, blind to yeah. it. Um, I am getting an overwhelming, um, caramel, like, 
I'm sorry, I did that like, right in the microphone. <laughs> you did like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what's getting saved today. Somebody that kill me. That one's going to be a sound effect, too. Okay, I just kind of want to die. All right, this is very caramel. <laughs> caramel and. I'm even writing a note. Of course you are. You're the, just the best, Tyler. Thank I know. you. Um, I'm getting caramel and caramel and more. Caramel. I like how she tried to put on a professional. She's <laughs> laughing. I'm getting caramel and more. So you're getting caramel. I'm getting caramel. That's it. Um, I mean, yeah, like I'm kind of like basic whiskey smell in there as well, but it's very, very <laughs> caramel. I can't live my life. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I smell moose from the 90s so then let me tell you when you said moose i was like what the how the fuck do you know what moose smelled like in the 90s <laughs> not, like like the animal. Animal. yeah I was, I was like what the fuck i, no, I know you're from colorado but damn i'm sure you've not been near a moose <laughs> we just went around smelling moose yeah, in Co well, colorado uh, you smell the meeses all the mooses yeah the meese <laughs> no uh hair moose which i take yes. it you figured out real yeah, fast I, yeah I'm i did it took me about three seconds of sitting over here like Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um what yeah, what I, I was Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. What I was going to try to compare it to um before you sniffed in the mic and then I very obnoxiously ruined everything, um is it tastes like or taste, it smells. I have not tasted it. It smells like um what are those candies that cowtails? I think they're called yeah. cowtail. It smells, the, the, yeah, it's like a stick with the cream that's in, caramel and cream in the middle. Yeah, or they make the bullseyes that are like the big yeah, yeah, wide yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. It smells very much like those those caramel candies. Um, so, well, do you have anything else to add to the scents? No, I don't. I, 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 I'm broken right now. I'm not getting any. <laughs> just, yeah, just it just smells my like moose grain and and moose. Yeah. All right, so uh, we should be smelling carm cloying caramel, light fruit, light citrus, and a light nuttiness. Uh, so, okay. Um, so caramel, fruit, citrus, nuttiness, pretty much everything that you can think of to smell for whiskey, we're supposed to smell a little bit of that, which makes sense because there's 50 whiskeys blended in here. So... Uh, yeah, that'll do it, I guess. Well, yeah. I'm sticking with what I said earlier, and I smell grain and um, moose from the 90s. Tresemme moose. That's what my mom used back in the 90s. So Megan took a sip. She made a face. As nope. far as flavor-wise goes, there is not a finish. There's a burn, but I'm getting virtually... No finish on that last sip. It just, like the burn stick around, but sticks around, but there's no flavor at the end. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it was just that. that I got one. the exact opposite. Really? Yeah. There was no flavor on the tip of the tongue. It burned as it, it burned for maybe a second. And then it started uh, very creamy, very vanilla-y. And it lingered in the back of my throat for a few minutes. Now, I'm, I'm not getting anything to linger in my throat, even with a second sip. 
No? No. Like I'm, I get um, an initial sweetness, um, definitely like caramel vanilla. um, And then it transitions into like a burn, like a warm, um, a warming burn. And it just sits at that burn. And it's like, and then I just taste saliva. Like I'm not getting. It definitely does make you salivate. <laughs> I I noticed that after both sips, I was I could barely talk. Yeah, you know, it definitely like I'm very, very salivated. Um, um, that time I got less of a finish. It was more on the front end. I swished it around. I uh, made sure I got it under my tongue, and that definitely I got the sweetness, the vanilla, and and I really get like a cream kind of flavor. Um. Or at least a cream mouth feel. Uh, I would get cream in the middle. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's initial caramel and then cream, but then there's no finish. I I mean, the first sip, the finish lingered. I guess this will be the second time it didn't. This will be my third sip, so down the hatch it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken three or four sips now, and I've not gotten a finish to, like, linger around at all. Um, So I don't know... Don't know why. Um, we should be tasting caramel, citrus, vanilla, fruit, and a doughy, cakey mix with a watery sweetness and maple syrup. Hmm. Maybe that's where I get the cream from, like the that that icing is kind of creamy, cakey. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I just took two sips. The first sip I drank normally, the way I just normally drink. And apparently, I just kind of skipped the first part of my tongue. If I just, the way I would naturally drink, even, you know, like a soda or water or something. And so, when I did that, it gave me the finish. But when I took my second sip, I made sure to let it hit my you know the tip of my tongue and swished it around and so i did that again on my fourth sip and it was very front forward um so i think this is one of those whiskeys that wherever it (laughs) that sounds so stupid because naturally whatever taste buds it hits that's where you're going to taste it but it doesn't (sighs) you're getting the same profile yeah you know yeah. However, whether you shoot it or sip it. Agreed. Um, I do want to take a minute real quick and uh, give a shout out. This was actually a gift uh, from my dad. Aw. Uh, so I don't think he listens, but. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Tyler's dad. That thanks. I'm pretty sure doesn't listen. I don't think any of your family listens. No. Um, I've been pretty mum on that on telling them <laughs> um but yeah this was a gift he said he saw my whiskey cabinet uh at thanksgiving and said he was going to get me the best oh bless his heart i guess i mean it, it's definitely not bad but not no but i'm i'm curious to see what we rate this at the end yep same um, sitting here at just the first five sips this is not a 
It ain't a ten, it's not a Megan 10. No, it's not a Megan 10. It's not a contender for whiskey of the year, but it, it's not bad. But, yeah, like, I don't no, mean to be yeah. crashing on it, but yeah. it's, it's. Yeah. So uh, I just want to give a quick thanks. It's been, it was a Christmas gift uh, and it actually came with two. It was one of those sets. Mm-hmm. Came with two more drinking glasses. So. Yeah, drank. Um, so thanks. Thanks, dad. Hey, thanks. Uh, have we ever said your last name on here? I don't believe so. Okay, so thanks, Dad. Dad, Tyler, Dad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> or Mark. Mark. Yeah. Thanks, friend Mark. That doesn't yeah, there listen. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um. So yeah, we'll. Uh, did you have what we should be tasting, or did you already did that already? I did. Um, okay. and the finish is supposed to be caramel and candy corn. Candy corn. Ew, I like candy corn. I know you like candy corn. We've established, we've talked about this several times. Megan yeah. establishes or believes that nobody likes candy corn and that they've, they made one batch of candy corn in like the 1940s and recycle it year <laughs> after year. That's just all, it just, yeah, that um, is literally candy and corn. I disproved her theory because I actually like candy corn and I like to eat it, a little white nub first. And then the orange part, and then the actual corn piece, and they all taste differently. If you, they do not. Yes, they do. They do not. Yes, they do. No. White tastes like sugar. Orange has a little bit of citrus to it, and the yellow has lemon. You're so wrong. Yeah, I'm, they, just, I'm bullshitting. Okay, I was like, you're so wrong. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's somebody out there listening. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, yeah, no, I'm just fucking with you. Okay. I don't even like candy corn, and I knew that was wrong. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Uh, unless you have anything else, we'll go ahead and move this freight train right on. Choo-choo, down the line. motherfuckers. It's time for the Wonder Segment. Third time's the charm, as they say. And this week's Wonder Segment is our third installment of our Origins of Phrases series. Ooh, I like these. Yeah. The first two episodes are back at episode 40 and episode 62, respectively. So if you're curious about a phrase I don't cover today, listen to those guys because we might have done it beforehand. And if we haven't covered us, covered it, email us at contact at whiskeyandwonder.com so that we can cover it during our fourth series. And now I'm going to be honest with everyone. My intention this week was not to do another series into the origins of phrases. However, my original topic has proved to be far more of a monster than I'd bargained for. So rather than rushing through it, I decided to hold off and make sure you all get the best experience possible. Thus, series three of origins of phrases. Merriam-Webster defines an idiom as follows, an expression in the usage of language that is peculiar to itself either in having a meaning that cannot be derived from the conjoined meanings of its elements, such as up in the air for undecided, or in its grammatically atypical use of words, such as give way. While idioms exist in virtually every culture and dialect on the planet, they can easily be confusing for a non-native person since they are often nonsensical if taken literally. For example, it's raining cats and dogs does not literally mean domesticated pets are falling from the sky. Instead, it refers to an extremely heavy rain. 
If you've been here a while, you know the drill. Let's begin by going over some foreign idioms and see if Tyler can guess what they mean. Rather than attempting to say these in their language, we went ahead and translated them to English to avoid me embarrassing myself. Because, quite frankly, I've done that enough this episode. <laughs> so, Tyler, this first one is German. Okay. Every, everything has one end. Only the sausage has two. Hmm. Um... Can I hear it one more time, please? Everything has one end. Only the sausage has two. Mm, that is... Everything has one end except the sausage. The sausage has two, basically. Yeah. Um, every... Something to the effect of everything happens for a reason? Close. You're on like the right path. Okay. Um, it means everything comes to an end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. This next one is Portuguese. He who doesn't have a dog hunts with a cat. You make do with what you have. Yep. You make the most of what you've got. Very good. Yeah. Next is Spanish. A cat in gloves catches no mice. Um, be prepared for the task. Uh, I don't want to, uh, you know, just be prepared in life for whatever task. Negative. Okay. Nice guys finish last. All right. I want to hear that one more time. A cat in gloves catches no mice. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You're, the cat's being nice to the mouse. Mm-hmm. Nice guys finish last. All right, let's go to Italy for an Italian phrase. To have one's eyes lined with ham. Um, um, champagne diet. Champagne diet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like the, the saying I, I've always heard is champagne diet on a beer budget. Like, so like you want that. That's what I mean by that. Like, you know, you want okay. the, 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 you want the really nice stuff, really but you nice can't stuff. afford it, but you no, like. not even that you can't afford it. Just that, that's why I just said the champagne diet thing. Like you want, you want nice things. That's what you see like in your eyes. Okay. Good guess. Not even close. Oh, damn. Um, to have one's eyes lined with ham means that a person cannot find something that is literally right in front of them. Um, if you've ever uh, heard of the term, if it was a snake, it would have bit you. Yeah. That same I thing. was thinking like old world Italy where, you know, you, you're, you're seeing a lot of ham and back <laughs> when, you know, it was hard to get food. Okay. Okay. I get where you. So you were like rich. You know? I get what you were talking about. Okay. This is a German one again, and it is, I only understand the train station. Mm. Mm. Now you're speaking my language. Oh, I forgot to talk about that in the wonder se- or the open segment. That's fine. Um, uh, so one more time. I only understand the train station. That's exactly it. I only understand the train station. Uh, I'm gonna assume it's got something to do with like being on time. 
something to that, like be be prompt. No. Okay. Nope. It means you do not understand a thing that person is saying. It's all Greek to me. All right then. Now, this is French, and it is my favorite one to jump from the cock to the donkey. Ooh, this is what separates the men from the boys. Um, <laughs> to jump from the cock to the donkey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say uh, going from little leagues to the big leagues. Close, but not quite. Okay. Uh, so it means to change topics without any logical reason in a conversation. Oh, okay. So that one person who like just goes off into chant tangents jumps from the cock to the donkey. Okay. When I first read that, before I read the definition, my mind went straight to the gutter. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping from the cock to the ass? Yes. Yes, it went straight to the gutter. Prevert. Mm-hmm. And I even wrote down, I hope with that last one, Tyler's mind went where mine did. Nope. It did not. <laughs> so that being said, let's hop into some idioms we are familiar with. Fly off the handle. In the days before mass merchandising, Poorly fastened axe heads would fly off while they were in use. The result was dangerous, hence why the phrase is used to describe risky behavior with unpredicted results. So flying off the handle when you're upset or mad came from literally axe heads flying off the handle and injuring people. Yeah, being a hap being haphazard. Yes. Yeah. White elephant. Um, all right. So I also want to, I don't think you necessarily plan this, but if there are any English ones that I don't know, I want to take a shot at them too. And mm. I, I don't know that one. Oh, okay. I've only ever heard of, uh, white elephant is like that Christmas giving thing yeah. that my family does. So like a white elephant gift. Yeah. Um, even based off that context, I have no idea what this one could be. So I'm going to say completely random or nonsensical. Okay. Uh, So it actually does relate to the Christmas gift giving of white elephant. It's a white elephant gift. Um, And a true white elephant gift, um, if you're playing the actual game and not being nice to your family is uh, you get like the worst gift possible. That's what I thought, but my family got mad because I gave a piece of coal one year. It's if you do the actual white elephant game, it's supposed to be the worst gift possible. Yeah, that's what I, uh, yeah. Okay. Glad. You were right. Your family was wrong. Yeah. All the families are wrong that do white elephant nowadays. Yeah. Because they all do really nice stuff and that's not, that's not okay. the game. Okay, good. So you're right, Tyler. I'm proud of you. Legend has it, kings of Siam, now Thailand, used to give actual white elephants to people they wanted to punish. Yes, the elephants were valuable and respected, 
but that also meant they were expensive to take care of. So the kings hoped the present would drive the recipient into financial ruin. Why wouldn't they just sell the elephant? (laughs) Because it's a gift. Now, of course, a white elephant exchange is meant for useless, though probably cheaper gifts. All right. Well, that was good. I, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, you can't get, if a king gives you a gift, you can't just like get rid of it. That's call for beheading. How dare. Ah, uh, well, I guess I'm going to be separated from my head. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. I'm going to say that I know that one. I would assume that's yeah. a pretty common one. Very, very common. Um, Carnival games nowadays give out stuffed animals as prizes, but in the late 19th century, the games were targeted to adults, not kids. Instead of getting a giant teddy bear, winners might get a cigar. If they almost won but didn't earn the prize, they'd be close but no cigar. By the 1930s, the phrase extended beyond fairgrounds to everyday close shots. All in favor of carnival games being made for adults again? Giving out scars, alcohol, things like that? Me? Yes. I would do that, but I think the ATF would have a problem with it. Um, I also can't remember the last time I went to a carnival. Actually, I can. It was in college, but <laughs> that was many, many, many moons ago. I mean, it's been many years since I went to one as well, but I might go back for that. Back for like. Adult gifts. Yeah. Once in a blue moon. I know that one. You know that one? I'm pretty sure I know where it originated too. Really? Yeah. Do you want to guess? Or tell me what you think? Um, um, it had something to do with the actual moon. It was either turning blue uh, every so often, like very rarely, or it... Um, Yeah, I think it had something to do with that. I don't remember the details. You're on the right track. You're you're like, you're toeing the line. Yeah. So a blue moon is a real astronomical phenomenon, referring to the second full moon in the same month. That's what it was. Damn. It's a rare occurrence, usually just once every 2.7 years, which is how the phrase came to be. Usually a blue moon just looks gray or white like any other full moon, But on even rarer occasions, the moon actually does seem to change color. During volcanic eruptions or forest fires, the oils and smoke can make the moon appear to be blue, according to NASA. Uh, Yep, I did know it was the second full moon in a month. Yep. Once in a blue moon, we get a second full moon. How about get off scot-free? Uh, Yeah, I know that one. Okay. So surprisingly, this has nothing to do with the Scottish, but derives from the Old English word scutfreo, meaning exempt from royal tax. First used in the 11th century in medieval England, a scot was a tax levied on homeowners according to the size and quality of their land. Poor people whose houses were in unfavorable positions didn't have to pay the tax. They got off scot-free. By the 16th century, 
innkeepers also used a slate called a scot to mark up the drinks someone had consumed. To leave without paying was known as getting off scot-free. The saying developed further to mean getting away with anything at all. Dead. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, yep. I thought that one was going to have something to do with Scottish people as well. I always thought it had something to do with Scottish people in Scotland. Either that or a dude named Scott. <laughs> All right. Dead as a doornail. Oh, that's one of my favorite expressions. Um, I looked it up one time and similar to the once in a blue moon. Um, I don't remember. I think it had something to do with like hanging wreaths on doornails when people died. Nope. I don't remember then. Nope. So dead as a doornail dates from around 1350 and relates to the trade of carpentry. At the time, metal nails were hand-tooled and costly. Wooden pegs were often used as a cheaper alternative, but in the homes of the wealthy, large-headed nails were used in the doors to make them stronger and able to wear the repeated opening and closing. The practice was to hammer the nail through the wood and then bend the protruding end over to secure it flat against the wood. This process was, was called clinching. And afterward, the nail was dead and could not be used again. Charles Dickens referred to the phrase in his 1843 book, A Christmas Carol. That is one of my favorite expressions. Better than a doornail. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up. That's an expression? It's considered an idiom. I like to give you thumbs up. Yeah. I'm 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 just confused in general by that one, but go yeah, go ahead. I know what that means. Like I good job, but Yes. It, so thumbs up means good job, but if you yeah. translate it literally, like it just thumbs up, how does that mean good job? So that's why it's an idiom. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So thumbs up is used throughout the world as a gesture of approval. Give the thumbs up dates back to the gladiatorial con contests in ancient Rome. In the amphitheaters of Rome 2,000 years ago, a victorious gladiator would look to the emperor to determine whether to spare his opponent. If the crowd were shouting mite mite, meaning let him go free, in appreciation of the loser's fighting skills and bravery, the emperor would give a thumbs up gesture and the defeated man would be spared. But if the crowd shouted lugula and the emperor gave a thumbs down signal, he would be killed. The expression became widespread in 1872 with Polis Averso a painting by the French artist Jean-Léon Jérôme, which depicts the thumbs-down gesture at the end of a Colosseum battle. Oh, cool. Yeah. I had no idea on that one. Mm -hmm. Yep, I actually knew that one only from watching the TV show Spartacus, which is also where I got the name Navia. But yeah, good. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the... Uh the face I made and what I did, did you? No. I went. Adorable. Yeah, so go check that on you that out on YouTube. I've just done it twice now. Uh yep, Google or 
YouTube us Whiskey and Wonder. Yeah, yeah. Search Whiskey and Wonder. We still need more so many subscribers. subscribers for a URL. Yeah, for our own like YouTube.com slash Whiskey and Wonder. So mm-hmm. subscribe while you're there and Please. give our videos thumbs up and like and hit the bell and do all of, the things. Thumbs up and thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> hey. See what I did there? I see it. Dog day afternoon. Um, I think I know. Is it related at all to like the dog days of summer? Okay, so this it's like the same. Okay. That's also an idiom and it yeah. they are like idioms Similar, that hold hands. Yeah. So today you had a dog day afternoon. Well, yeah. Cuz it was just a lazy day. Yeah. So dog day afternoon owes its origins to ancient Roman astronomy. The Romans called the days between July 3rd and August 11th, the dog days of summer, the Canicularis Ds, or dog days. This is when Sirius, the dog star, rises and sets in line with the sun in the northern hemisphere. These were usually the hottest days of the year, and the Romans believed that this was caused by the combined heat of the dog star and the sun. So yes, dog day afternoon, dog days of summer relates to ancient Rome astronomy and Sirius the dog star. Okay. Here's another dog one for you. How about in the doghouse? Oh yeah, I know that one. <laughs> I know that one all too well. <laughs> um, that's basically my second home. <laughs> ah. In the doghouse is a phrase with liter, liter, literary, wow. Oh, I was going to say literally. Nope, literary. That's why I was struggling because my okay. mouth wanted to say literally, and I was like, no, literally. no. <laughs> um, in the doghouse is a phrase with literary origins. It derives from J.M. Barry's 1904 book, Peter Pan. Mr. Darling, the children's father in the book, is particularly unpleasant to Nana, the family dog. His children then fly off with Peter Pan, and as a punishment for his behavior to Nana, Mr. Darling's wife sends him to live in the doghouse until the children return from Neverland. Peter Pan was a very popular book, and as a result, the expression quickly came into widespread usage. Obviously, it's still... A very well-known story to this day, though I cannot remember if in the Disney cartoon the dad is mean to the dog and then has to live in the doghouse. I honestly cannot remember. Are you asking me? Yes. You haven't seen it. I've seen that movie when I was like four. Once. I haven't seen it since. All right. Well. I haven't even seen Hook. With Robin Williams? You are just... We need to do some sort of like reaction channel video it would like skyrocket with your reactions yeah yeah um if i can find the time i'd be down for that i mean the problem is just finding the time finding time yeah it would be very i told you i literally i have like once maybe two one night and sundays unless it's my turn to research and i mean usually i'm watching nascar sunday afternoons maybe maybe we'll see uh, like and subscribe and do all the things to help us so that this can be our primary income source. That would be nice. 
How about go cold turkey? Oh, yeah. Know it. Done know it, it. Know it. Done it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What'd you go cold turkey on, if you don't mind me asking on the uh, podcast? Vaping. Vaping. You Twice. Are, you vaped? Twice. Long. Yeah, for a long time. Wow. Yeah. Do not see you as a vapor. Okay. I, I started vaping, to make a long story short, uh, I started vaping in college because some friends were doing it, and I really liked the flavors and whatnot. I did it with no nicotine because I wasn't a smoker. I never never smoked or did anything like that. Um, and I just realized mine wasn't tasting as good as his that had the lowest amount of nicotine. So I started getting it with a low amount of nicotine and then that just wasn't quite doing it. So I upped it a little bit and upped it a little bit more. And then I was like, I, I found myself, as soon as I finished eating, I would reach for it. Mm. And I was like, I'm better than this. I don't need it. And so I stopped cold turkey and I stopped for a couple of years and I picked it back up. And then um, same thing started happening after a year or so. And same thing. I don't need this. I'm done. I don't want to spend the money on it. Cool. Well, good for you. Willpower. Heck yeah. So go cold turkey began with the symptoms that people exhibit during drug withdrawal. When someone suddenly stops taking drugs after prolonged use, the addict's blood flows to the internal organs as a survival tactic. This leaves the skin hard and pale with goosebumps all over, so it resembles a plucked cold turkey. The phrase was used in the medical sense from as early as the 1920s and became a figurative expression about quitting anything from drugs to alcohol to chocolate by the 1950s. This next one is to be screwed. And this. Did you mind go to the gutter here too? No, actually, <laughs> but I wanted to preface this by saying this is to be taken advantage of, not to be screwed. Not sexually. to, yeah, not to get fucked. Right. And this is to be screwed or taken advantage of. To be screwed derives from the 19th century form of punishment. At the time, English prisons were notoriously tough with hard labor, meaning just that. A common practice was to punish inmates. A common practice to punish inmates was to have them turn a crank handle for hours at a time. This was hard enough work as it was, but it could be made even more difficult by a guard tightening a screw which increased the resistance of the crank. Any prisoner who is particularly bad or disliked by the prison staff would usually be screwed. This is also the origin of the phrase to tighten the screw. That one's come a long way, but I feel like the meanings really stayed the same. Mm -hmm. That's a shitty situation. Yep. Wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, you're from, uh, you want me to guess at it or I'm pretty sure I know what it means. Yeah, what does it mean? Yeah, you're from like the wrong area, like not my area. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're from, you're from over there and yeah, I'm from, from right here. You're my enemy. Yeah. Tribal. From the wrong side of the tracks is an American expression which dates back from the 19th century. Towns and cities at the time grew up along newly built railroads the tracks would usually divide the towns. The more affluent residents would live upwind 
from the railway station, avoiding the fumes and loud noises from the trains, while the poor townsfolk would live in houses downwind. It was downwind of the station that factories were also generally built, adding to the grime of area. Upper-class people came to refer to the poor who lived in the other part of town as being from the wrong side of the tracks. So, sorry to interrupt, but I want to take a minute because it's fresh on my mind. I just threw a large gulp of the crown back, and I got some citrus flavor. Interesting. So. Very interesting. Okay. Apple of my eye. Mm, I know what it means. I have no idea where that would have come from, though. Unless you, like, had a specific apple that you wanted to pick. (laughs) So, apple of your eye is an expression that dates back centuries. In Old English, the pupil of the eye was known as the apple. This was perhaps because it is round, much like an apple. Sight was regarded as the most essential of the senses, and so the apple was cherished and protected. Any damage to it was considered abhorrent. In the figurative sense, it was referred to by King Alfred the Great of Wessex in A.D. 885, and it was used by Shakespeare in A Midsummer's Night Dream in 1605. But its first reference is from the Bible in Deuteronomy, uh, what would that be? Chapter 30, Deuteronomy, yep, sorry. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. <laughs> Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Deutermit Romney. <laughs> That's what it sounded like you said. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I had just completely derailed your train there. Its first reference is from the Bible in Deuteronom- Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. <laughs> she just wants to put Romney in there. Deuteronomy. Deuter. Deuter. Ron. Ron. Ami. Ami. Deuteronomy. Yeah, there you go. Chapter 30, verse 10. And I might be saying that wrong for all I know. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way I've always heard it growing up, though. Okay. I mean, I did not pay much attention in church, so whoops. Yeah, me neither. Uh, So it's in that, that Bible verse that I just said, and it reads, He led him about, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. So this is one of those phrases that has literally been around so long, we like can't even guess on really why it, like where it originated from, because it's 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 as, been it's there. older than the Bible. Yeah, yeah. All right. How about the bee's knees? Um. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I know what it means, but I got nothing on where it would have come from. Okay. Bees' knees relates to the way in which bees carry pollen to their hives. Once the bee has extracted pollen from a flower, it carefully places it into sacks on the rear of its legs. Many believe the expression derives from the concentrated and rich pollen that is found around the bee's knees. Whether that is true or not, the phrase was first used in America in the 1920s when it became fashionable to use meaningless animal-inspired expressions to mean excellence. There were many of them. The cat's pajamas, the snake's hips, the monkey's eyebrows, the eel's ankles, and the bee's knees. What about the cat's meow? That is also one. Why didn't the dog get one? 
I don't know. That's a shame. That is a shame. It is the nineteen. It or it. It's not the nineteen. It's now the twenties again. We can we can make one for a dog. I want the twenties to go different this time. <laughs> it doesn't look like they're going to. <laughs> uh, no, we just sped it forward. We made it the teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're about to have that big crash. Mm-hmm. Any day now. All right. How about honeymoon? Nothing. I know what it means. Again, I think it's safe to say I'm going to know what all these mean. Okay. Back in the 5th century, many cultures in the world, including Scandinavians, used the cycles of the moon to make the date of the calendar. One moon was equivalent to one month. Scandinavians also commonly consumed mead, which was a traditional alcoholic brew made from fermented honey. Scandinavians believed that mead had an aphrodisiac effect, and it also increased fertility. So it was a requirement for all newly married couples to consume mead every single day for the first month of their marriage. Thus, the first month of marriage in Scandinavian tradition was known as the honeymoon. Hmm. The term was adapted into many European languages over the centuries, and it has had both negative and positive connotations over the years. For instance, in England in the 16th century, honeymoon was referred to the first month of marriage and was seen as the grace period for the newlyweds before the love wanes and the troubles kick in. Today, the word honeymoon itself is considered positive, but phrases such as the honeymoon is over imply that difficult times are around the corner. Yeah, or the honeymoon phase is over. Mm-hmm. Yep. And with that, 15 more idioms have graced your lovely ears, dear friends. Remember to email us if you're curious about an idiom that we haven't covered. I always enjoy those. Yeah. I think it's because I'm the weirdo that would look that sort of shit up. I would, like, dead as a doornail. And um, once in a blue moon, I've had legitimate curiosity about it. I mean, that's fascinating. Yeah, I've it just really Googled is. it. There's a reason why there are so many books yeah. on phrases like that, on idioms. So, yes. Well, all right then. Well, that was fun. I guess we'll scoot on down. Mm-hmm. Trivia with Tyler. All right. All right. Let me get my camera set up. Right. I forgot what I said earlier that relates to today's trivia. You said bait instead bait. of something. Instead of bet. I bet, said it baited yes. it. After, let me, hold on before I start. Let me preface this by saying this is baseball related, uh, surprisingly. Um, and I'm a Braves fan, and I know this from being a Braves fan, but if you are not a Braves fan, you should seriously watch a game where they actually play in Atlanta and the listen, not to the commentators, but what happens at the park because the Braves organist is phenomenally funny. And here is a perfect example. After Toronto Blue Jays catcher, Reese McGuire was caught masturbating in his car the organist at an away game against the Braves played the opening riff to Beat It by Michael Jackson as McGuire walked up to the plate. 
<laughs> he does so many stuff, stuff like that. Like there's one, um, there's a player called uh, Starling Marte that plays for the Marlins or somebody that the Braves play regularly. And he plays the Imperial March and several other Star Wars related songs when he walks up. So it's always fun. It's a game within a game to catch the guy. They the just resigned him. Just like yeah. being crazy. He's got well, his he's got his own Twitter. Um and he's a really funny dude. They just re-signed him this offseason for like another year or two. Um so he is a little game within a game if you're ever watching a home Braves game. Now, um, I, now I got to start watching the Braves. Damn it! Yeah, his name for anyone Matthew who's, Kaz, Kaz, Kaczynski or something. Like Matthew Kaminsky. Kaminsky. Yeah. So anyone who is interested, his name is Matthew Kaminsky, and now I'm going to purposefully be listening for organ music and stuff going yep. on. And and it's only when they're playing in Atlanta. He doesn't travel with the team. So, but I thought that was. I remember when it happened. I was watching that game. The Beat it. Yeah. Like that was the news like a year or two ago. And then I doom 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 do. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> he just did that. Did the dude walk out? <laughs> no, like I mean you gotta stand there and take that. Oh. But anyway, moving on. Mail time. Mail time. I forgot that was a sound we had. Well, for all those old old listeners, um, they remember it. We got a mail? We got a mail? No, I just want to make people feel guilty. Oh. No, we actually did get a mail. We did get a mail. Kind Yay. of. I got kind a mail. Oh. I got a mail. Um, <laughs> and I say that. I'm not saying that to be an asshole, but it really, I think it did just come to me. Uh, no, it went to the... It went to the... Um, the main website. Main, the main, main account. Yep. Main account. Um, so it was from friend Morgan. If you guys remember, I said something on here a couple weeks ago about having a lawnmower to give away. Yes. And friend Morgan re- reached out. She said, I hope you're doing well. I remember a couple of podcasts ago, you were looking to get rid of the lawnmower. Is it still available? If it is, how much would you want? Ours died on us. Um, we're looking forward to having you all over once we get our yard set up to celebrate the new house with lots of whiskey and laughs. Have a good weekend, Morgan. Oh, so, we love you, Morgan. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Congratulations on the house. For sure. Yes. I look forward to being able to come over and do lots of whiskey and laughs and playing with the doggos and all sorts of awesome stuff. Yep. We had um, many, uh, uh, not many, we had a little exchange back and forth and she was telling me... Um, Oh, excuse me. She was telling me that there's coming together the way they want, um, and they're epoxying the garage floor. So apparently that was quite a pain of a project. So um, I've seen TikToks of people like epoxying floors, and they talk about it being awful. Well, so. I was going to look into doing that to my garage, but hell no. <laughs> um, I do just want to mention that, uh, unfortunately, I there was a gentleman I work with at my day job that, Bought a new home. Uh, he told me about it last week, and I gave it to him last Tuesday, and she reached out about two days later. So oh, no. I'm was, sorry, yeah, friend Morgan. Yeah, I'm so sorry it was already gone, um, but he had just he got his first house as well, so 
I didn't know if I was going to end up stuck with this thing for a while or not. And I jumped on the first opportunity. So, um, sorry. I but, hope you get an even better lawnmower. Yes, I hope so too. Um, so yeah, that was our mailbag. All right. Yay. Thank you for mailing us. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk some about this whiskey. I wrote an F when I meant to write a T. An F. Oh, final yeah. thoughts. I'm, I'm, so just for behind the scenes here, on our YouTube channel and our descriptions, I always write uh, put the time when we change. That way, if you want to listen to a specific portion, like you yeah. want to skip the whiskey and just go right into the topic, the wonder segment, you can do that. Yep. Um, you can skip over our like open segment. Whatever you guys want to do. Um, and just to make it a little bit easier on myself, I all, I try to write down when we're switching segments. And I tried to write, write uh, final thoughts, FT, and I wrote FF. Even though in my Fan head I was fiction. like, okay, we're done. And then I wrote another dash under my T. I will. Um, so I have not put I've any not water, put water in, in this. either since I've been presenting. I have not drinking, drinking, drunk, drunk, drinking, dranked. Drank. Drank. I've not drank nearly as much uh, at this point that I normally have. I will admit that I dipped back in, but just for enough to have uh, have some, you know, to put some water in. Basically, I, I finished mine mainly because I was thirsty, uh, not because it was spectacularly good and I needed more. So the biggest thing with this whiskey as I add water and swirl it around is this is a very, very light whiskey. Um, like, it is not, it's not heavy at all. It's not very alcoholy. It doesn't have a huge burn. Um, this is what I'm pulling out for my friend that doesn't like whiskey, really. Yeah. Especially if they want to mix. Yeah, or this would be like baby's first straight whiskey. Like if they yeah. want to try whiskey straight, but you don't want to throw them into like the deep end. Yeah, you don't want to give them a scotch or, yeah, you know, a high proof bourbon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just splash a little bit of crown and like let them dip their toe in. Yeah, because this is 80 proof. Um, Yeah, I would give this to my friend, you know, that comes over that is not, not necessarily a big whiskey drinker that, but wants to partake and be part of the group. So adding water didn't change a whole lot. Um, it's still very, very light. It didn't fluctuate the burn at all. Um, it's I get a little more citrus. Mild, but I get more citrus. Yep. Um, I get more fruit and less um, caramel. The caramel's still there, but it definitely brought out the fruit a little bit. Um, I could give or take... Uh, the water with it. So, I mean, it's 50-50. Maybe during the summer I'd have an ice ball or something in it to get it nice and chilly. Um, but in winter I'd probably skip the ice ball. So, I could go either way. Um, I Like I said, I don't know how much this costed. I imagine not a ton. Uh, but this was a gift. So, I think I did just have a realization, though, um, because I... I, I Woo! Shit. 
<laughs> I'm not Tyler. used to that being there. Tyler just knocked I just made his a spill. Yeah, I did. Um, crap. I don't have a paper towel in here anyways. Uh, that's fine. Do you want your sweatshirt? <laughs> no. Um, I, I just had the realization. I don't know how much this is. I was going to look it up and see how much it costed. Um, I don't think costed or just a word. How much it costs. There you go. Uh, let's see. Yeah. How much do you cost, Crown Royale? So it looks like uh, just a regular bottle. It's about 32 bucks online. Fairly cheap. Yeah, so not too bad. This would be my mixing whiskey. Yeah. If I wanted something like uh, like an uh, old-fashioned or a uh, whiskey sour or something, this would be what I pulled out. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be right back, and I'm going to let Megan talk to you and tell you what she thought a little more. Okay. Um, I do agree that this is probably a mixing whiskey, um, but it, it really doesn't have a whole lot of flavor. It is so mild, um, and that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of upsetting how mild it is, <laughs> excuse me, when we've been used to doing like some really, really like intense, high-flavored whiskeys in the past, uh, especially in the past few weeks, to suddenly just drop back down to something that's mild. It almost it almost is like watery, and I know it, it's not watery, um, but that's that's kind of like the best way I can describe it. Um, so, yeah, this is a mixing whiskey. Um, this is a whiskey to drink straight if you don't like drinking whiskey straight, but you want to... I don't know, seem cool in front of the other kids. Yeah, you just want to be a part of the group. I'm back, yeah. by the way. Um, overall, though, I mean, this is as kind of mid-ground, run-of-the-mill as you can get. I could take it. I could leave it. I would use it for mixing. I don't really care. It's whatever. It's literally as middle as you can get. It's a five. Mm. So, number-wise, I originally thought the same, and then I started thinking about some of the stuff that we've had that I've called a five, and I started comparing it in my head. Oh, no. Well, my number will change if I start doing that. Yeah, and that's why I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I also, it's, it's, it's. This this is the um this is like the utility infielder on in on my bench. This is this is it can do it all. It's you can have it with water, you can have it by itself, you can mix it. You know, you you it does everything. Um it's not it's cheap or affordable, I should say. You know, it, it just checks all the boxes, but it doesn't check anything spectacularly well. Um, so I'm going to give it a solid, solid five. All right. Both of us identical ratings this week. So we're back to very similar, very similar ratings. So Interesting. 
All right, y'all. Well, cool, guys. that's well, episode 77 in the books. Yeah. Thank you guys for sticking around with us. Um, please take a moment to like, share, subscribe, review, do all the amazing things for us. It helps us so much climb the charts and we appreciate everything that you do. We will see you next week um, and we look forward to it. Thank you guys again so much. Don't drink and drive. Cheers.